Hello, and welcome to And Just Like What? The Quickie, where we can't help but wonder about the fashion. I'm Ricky. And I'm Meredith. And we're your hosts. And today we are so lucky to be here with Odessa Paloma Parker. Um, So if a person embodied an adjective, Odessa would be synonymous with cool. It's true. Uh, Based in Toronto, Odessa is a freelance editor, writer, stylist, and content producer, and has had an extensive career in fashion. She was the former fashion news director for Fashion Magazine and fashion editor for the Globe and Mail. And as a content producer, Odessa has been on the forefront of the cannabis industry in Canada and spent time as the head of content for Tokyo Smoke. In 2012, Odessa founded Vintage Crawl Toronto, which is a biannual walkable event that connects shoppers with small business owners who focus on sustainability. So sad that's not in Calgary. Anyway, sidebar. She's also a DJ and her stage name is DJ Weird Dad. In short, she's someone you really want to have at a party when we can have parties again. (laughs) So recently, Odessa interviewed and just like that styling team, Molly Rogers and Danny Santiago for the Globe and Mail. And she graciously agreed to chat with us. So after reading her article, Ricky and I couldn't help but wonder, is the fashion in AGLT a character on its own? And if so, what is it trying to tell us about our where our favorite friends are at? Hi, Odessa. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. This is, you know, a, a topic that's near and dear to my heart. So I'm very excited to be here. Um, or should we be calling you Scary Bradshaw? <laughs> either. I answer to either. Can you uh, that tell was us? My, yeah, that was my one night only DJ name when uh, I played the Manolo Blahnik exhibition opening party at the Bata Shoe Museum. So, How fitting is that? How fitting. Right? <laughs> How, did you squeal with delight when Carrie pulled out her, um, her blue Manolo Blahniks in yeah. episode one? Yes, that was such a tender and, and nice moment. And um, yeah, you know, it's it's fun to kind of reminisce and think back. Like I love a lot of the style moments are, that are happening on this show, but it also kind of will sometimes like ping you back to Sex in the City and make you remember those like iconic moments too. So it's, it's quite a wild ride. Well, the big question on our minds is, are you a Carrie? A Samantha, a Charlotte, or a Miranda? Be honest. I mean, I style-wise and vibe-wise, definitely a Carrie. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, just that eclectic kind of love of mixing and matching and doing your own thing really resonates with me. Uh, Personality-wise, though, I'd like to think I'm a better friend and partner citizen of the world yeah citizen of the world but does any less neurotic do do any of these characters qualify for that though Uh, i don't i don't think uh they there it's there's definitely a lot happening personality wise yeah and i can't quite put my finger on who is maybe um who resonates with me the most maybe at this point in time, but I do have to say, I've been thinking about this and I'm like, maybe we're not supposed to like them. Maybe oh. we're supposed to like, see this as a cautionary tale for how not to be. I don't know. I oh. know, right? Well, since, okay, I can see the Carrie thing. Uh, you know, Meredith and I used to take every Buzzfeed quiz 
we worked together. We were desk mates, like at a magazine. <laughs> yeah. And oh, all we it. would do is take BuzzFeed feed quiz to figure out if Amazing. we were really confirming that we were a carry. And at first we really wanted to be carries. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, wait. Both of you wanted to be a carry. I yes. think so. We okay. were competitive. And it, and like once, you know, um, I got carry and I think, what did you get? Meredith, Miranda, and we, I was I, laughing yes. at her. Like, so yes, I repeatedly got Miranda. So <laughs> I had, I had an M necklace. Like this was my commitment to carry. I had an M necklace. Oh I gosh. wore like vintage high-waisted vintage skirts. I had like slip yeah. dresses and like cool tones. I yeah. had like blonde streaks that I would try to crunch. So it was curly. Oh my gosh. Uh, but no, I was I repeatedly a Miranda in my late twenties. into my thirties. Wow. And you know, I'm happy being a 2001 Miranda happy now. Sure. I think it's great. Do I want to wow. be an AGLT, Miranda? <gasps> yeah, I don't no know. One, no one's cringe. volunteering for these things, right? So, but since you probably identified with Carrie so much more than the other characters, obviously for your style and for how you developed, did Carrie influence your career choices and your life choices in any way? Do you look uh, back on your life and say, oh, wait. <laughs> Um, I think definitely in terms of work, what I took away from her, especially so like when I was watching Sex and the City for the first time, I was like 18 and 19 years old. Yeah. And I just like ate it up and very much like you, Meredith, I was like, you know, buying the vintage for coats and like had every glossy like uh, faux snakeskin clutch, vintage clutch I could find. Like I was very much trying to embody that. I had the nameplate necklace. Um but more so than that, I think what I really appreciated is that Carrie just like found her niche in her career uh, and, you know, ran with it and was able to become an author and now a podcaster because of this um, very singular body of work that she had created. So that's something that um, I think either consciously or unconsciously I've always kind of had in my head is like something very enviable career path wise relationship wise. Um, like, thankfully nobody's ever broken up with me on a post-it note. Uh, although I did dump somebody by email once. So that's like not my proudest moment. So maybe I am a carry. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe you're a burger. <laughs> I am. Oh no. That's like a nightmare. You're a burger. <laughs> uh, uh, although Just I don't ever call me an Aiden. That's okay. my worst no. case scenario. <gasps> oh, I'm the same. I'm ones. there. I'm there. Were you team Aiden or are you team Mr. Big or where were you at on all that? Not Chris Noth, don't worry. Sure. Not, we <laughs> yeah. don't have to go there. Very, yes, hard lines there. Um, I was like a, a Mr. Big fan, I think more so like when the show started and I was younger because it was just like such a um, enticing proposal, right? This like sexy, True. rich man, um, not at all relatable and, <laughs> you know, which is totally New fine. York. New, New York. York, very New York. Um, who, whichever boyfriends did I like? I don't know. I don't think I like, I hated that jazz guy. My God, <gasps> we went back and watched some old videos, my husband and I, and we just, and I think that's why it's somewhere in the back of my head. I did date a musician and he would come into the room, like playing the guitar and I love music. Like obviously I'm a DJ. I go to as many concerts as I humanly can. 
it made me want to barf. I hated it. My skin would crawl when you would come in and do it. And I was like, oh my God, like, why are you doing this? And then I was like, oh, is this because like, it's a learned feeling of like, not wanting to be around a person like practicing their craft or whatever. I don't know. But I always say, if someone tries to play my body like an upright bass, (laughs) I am going to run out of there. more than if he had like a freddy mask on i'm not even kidding you that's the grossest thing i can think of i'm gonna be be the odd one out i was always an aiden fan and i i like the idea of someone having like a their their pots and pan rack with just like trumpets and different wind instruments and i don't don't know i found it kind of appealing anyways but that's why we have this podcast because that's why ricky likes mr big and um i always thought he was gross anyways Odessa, I love just what you said about finding your niche, because I think you certainly have found your niche with uh, your career with writing about yeah. fashion. And and we really loved your article. And um, yeah. we loved the idea in it, especially of um, reclaiming a sense of style, through your sense of um, self and through, through fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, like who, who you are can evolve along with your looks. But then we also wondered is that something that is accessible to everyone? Like, does everybody have that option to experiment and play with fashion? Or is it something that's kind of limited to people who are wealthy and able-bodied and like very often white? I mean, there are some, mm-hmm. some new people of color in the show, which we're happy about, sure. but yeah. What, do you, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, it's a great question. And it's also something I, I of course think a lot about when I'm writing about sustainability in the fashion space, because, you know, I think it's very hard to ignore, you know, obviously you have the people in marginalized communities who are being treated horribly making the fashion items, but, you know, it's all well and good for uh, a fashion editor or, you know, an it girl or whatever to be like, well, just buy nicer stuff and it'll last longer. That's not feasible for many people. So yeah, I think about that a lot. I mean, I think with Sex in the City and something that I certainly dug into in my teenage years, and this is why I started Vintage Crawl like so many years later, um, was that I could do a lot with a little bit of money. And that was through secondhand shopping. So I was in Toronto's Kensington Market constantly buying the weirdest stuff. Um, and I feel like, and this is something that came up in my conversation with Molly uh, and Danny, is that, you know... Carrie is a big vintage girl and she does really um, want to look unique. And that's a very good way to look unique, right? Um, Because ostensibly not many other people, if anyone is going to have the same vintage piece as you. Um, So, you know, even with that though, I talked to a lot of people about prices in thrift shops and vintage shops going up um, as that becomes more popular uh, as a way of uh, fashion consumption now. So, yeah, I mean, you know, and in, in, in terms of accessibility to fashion, um, there's still a long way to go, but I do certainly think there are some aspirational moments um, in and just like that, that people can at least pull from. I mean, in, in the article that you're talking about, I uh, mentioned that uh, LTW, when she first mm-hmm. meets the girls, um, is talking, Carrie compliments this bracelet that she's wearing. And she's like, oh, isn't it great? And she says that she found this like young designer online. And that really stuck out to me as, okay, this is like the modern 
fashion moment in this show, whereas before it was very much about, you know, going to a high-end store, going to Barney's, for example, and splashing out on a new pair of shoes. This was kind of in a, in a small gesture, like setting the tone for how people could approach shopping and that this like enviable woman, this fashionable um, person is shopping in that way. So again, I think they're kind of like dropping little breadcrumbs of, of inspiration there, but as a whole, like, do I want Miranda's low wave bags? Of course. Can I have them? No. Um, so, you know, one day maybe who knows, but yeah, it's a complicated, it's a complicated thing for sure. I love that part of your answer about the question of sustainability because I used to work in film and TV in my twenties. And that was something that always bugged me about kind of the excess, like the consumption to make something. And I did also read that. I'm curious about if this came up to, um, when you spoke with Molly and, and Danny, that, that there were actually so many vintage and thrifted pieces Mm -hmm. in the series, like so many Mm -hmm. of these pieces that it's not like they were made new and bought new and that they're they're That's part of the energy of the production that it is that commitment. Yeah. I love that. Totally. Yeah. And I was actually thinking about this. Uh, I think it was in last week's episode, Lily was wearing this lipstick print dress and it caught my eye because it made me think immediately of Charlotte's lipstick print Prada skirt from Sex in the City, which was like mm-hmm. such an iconic fashion moment. Um, but, you know, thinking about that piece of Lily's and knowing that A, it was like Valentino using this really amazing print by Xandra Rose. So like a nod to, I mean, Xandra Rose is iconic, but maybe not like a household name like Valentino is. So I love that sort of nod, but that's also from a few seasons ago. Like that's a 2018 resort piece, um, I believe. So, you know, they're not trying to stay like super in the moment. I mean, it's not entirely feasible with production, but I think they're not trying to like drive the trends or speak to like what is happening right now. Although I would love to see some like Scaparelli happen in like the season finale or uh, something. <laughs> oh, that would be so cool. Right? Something like m- totally absurd. Yes, there's yes. some, there's a bit of absurdity lacking in this series. Isn't yes. there? Yeah. That yeah. they're, that they didn't really, they had before because Patricia Field, I feel um, brought a lot of that kind of, wacky sensibility to the table um do you kind of do you do you miss the old styling do you miss that ridiculously high low look um that they used to have um but only really carrie had very good styling (laughs) yes (laughs) it's true yeah i do definitely miss it and i mean like if you go back and look at pictures of mine, I am definitely trying to channel some of that energy. Like that one time she wore like a kerchief and like the, the peak was like flipped up. Just like all every wacky styling moment. I was like, yes, 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 yes. yes. I can do that. Um, oh, wow. Wow. That's something that we can do. It was permission. Totally. It was permission and it was wonderful. Um, but yeah, I do really miss Patricia Fields. Like just like very unique way of looking at fashion pieces and figuring out ways to put them together. And like, even when they like didn't quote unquote work, it still worked for Carrie. And I think what's interesting now, and I, um, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm loathe to call people influencers if I don't know that's what they want themselves to be called, but the, um, this very cool um, young person from London, who's really been making a splash in street style lately 
Uh, and he posted that he was included in this article from, I can't remember what publication, but it was really talking about uh, how street style stars are really embracing this like very unique way of self-styling. It's not about dressing head to toe in one label anymore or being sort of like a billboard for a brand necessarily. And I think that was like Carrie's gift to us. <laughs> it mm. took a while for us to maybe like entirely have the fashion world embrace that. But I just think it's so refreshing to see people um, really doing their own thing and making looks their own. And um, I think, you know, that was something that Patricia Field really ran with during um, SATC. So, you know, you, 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 I, I do really, really miss those moments. In this new series, I, I agree with you about Patricia Field, but I'm also loving, really loving a lot of the looks that the mm-hmm. other characters get to wear yes. in CBLT because I don't think they got that same kind of treatment no. in Sex no. in the City. Like Miranda, because no. you know she's after my own heart because I am a Miranda. You're Miranda, <laughs> but did you wear exclusively Oshkosh Bagosh looks as... <laughs> He's Oshkosh. It was bad. It was oh. bad. But so, so which characters do you think in AGLT are the best dressed and which are the worst? That's a good question. I mean, Miranda for me really has had a come up um, in a lot of ways with this show. Like, you know, I was saying earlier, like her low wave bags. Um, Dree- she's wearing an Dries. Yeah. 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 And that she had this Ozzy Duro dress on um, when she went to visit Carrie in the hospital. And I recognized it. And it was so nice to see the brand reacting to it later on. It was like really fun. And again, I think that is um, a way of Molly and Danny, again, speaking to this moment and recognizing that people are really interested in shopping from these smaller uh, or not small, but like these emerging indie brands. Um, so yeah, Miranda's definitely having a moment. I mean, Stan Ferb uh, mm-hmm. for the few episodes that he was in with the brooch and the, uh, yeah, like that was just really always so delightful so over the top so over the top um but yeah i for me the strongest characters in terms of of looks um and maybe attitude are ltw and sema i mm. mean just like the jewelry and the confidence and you know maybe not my way of dressing necessarily i guess i'm more of an ltw than a sema but just like I don't know. I'm like, when I grow up, I want to dress like them, even though we're not that different in age. Like it, it, they're so powerful and they just like, you know, just drip with attitude. And I love that. So do we, honestly, it, it's been something that we've talked about so much on our, on the podcast because, well, we love the characters too. Like we're just really yeah. digging Seema. We're really digging, um, alt, uh, Wait, Lisa Todd Wexley. LTW. Um, <laughs> I was, I wanted to say uh, ALT because I, I've just been thinking so much about Andre Leon Tele yeah, and how yes. sad that is. Um, and I just have it in my head. So I was going to yeah. say him. And, and a Sex in the City uh, tie in there. So I'm yeah. not too far off. Who do, you, who do you think has actually evolved style wise here? Like from the days of your <laughs> to now? <laughs> They've, Days of or have they evolved even st- at all as people? Like who's who's made the metamorphosis? Who's mm-hmm. reflecting that the best? That's a good question. I mean, Carrie is still kind of like in a, a bit of stasis. Like, and I feel like there was some moments where it was almost 
weird. Like I'm thinking about that scene where she's going to the elevator and she puts on those gloves and leading up until that, even though it wasn't that far in the season, I was just like, Oh, that's like very old Carrie. And this doesn't seem to jive with like new married to Mr. Big happily uh, Carrie. Um, And Miranda um, or um, sorry, Charlotte, I'm just feeling sort of like blah about if I can be totally honest. Like I know that's her vibe. Skirt, A-line skirts and yeah she was much more interesting I feel in in sex in the city and I like that contrast because she was very like prim and proper and kind of stuffy but you know like I said she she did kind of have these interesting style moments um and I feel like that's lacking now I don't know I'm gonna have to say uh Miranda just because I feel like you know she she's really sort of I don't know, maybe come into her own. Like I, I, I feel like her confidence in the way she's dressing at least. And I know Patricia Fields would disagree with me based on what I've read about how she feels about <laughs> um, how Miranda dresses. But um, yeah, I, I just feel like she, you know, is, is sort of her character is coming through, but it's not um, like boring or like she's in a rut like charlotte is if that makes Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense i i think that makes complete sense odessa and and, um i i've so many of my favorite looks from this this season have been miranda's yeah it's like it feels organic to me and very lived in and also reflective Mm -hmm. of where she's at in her age but she's playing more with color and pattern carrie's carrie's living in her old closet I, f- yeah. you know, like literally in that, yeah. in that one. So, you know what I mean? Like she's, yeah. she hasn't, she, she's not zooming out and looking at her life from like a different perspective at all. I feel that's true. And I think it's almost a little bit jarring because 20 years ago, how she dressed and put things together was very of the moment. And like I said, I feel like there are other characters that are speaking to that vibe whereas she just starts to fe- she feels like she's sort of still like in Carrie land circa like you know the early 2000s mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's not it's not not uninspiring I just feel like they're trying to like make it carry instead of yeah making it seem like an evolution of mm. the woman and the person that's a that's a really good point I mm-hmm. agree with you on that do you think there has been I can think when I think back to Sex in the City, I think of truly iconic moments, like really, truly iconic mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. the world of fashion. Like you just can't yeah. get past that. Has that happened yet in and just like that? I haven't really felt it yet. I mean, yeah, I, I don't. Once I got past like the flow of the first two episodes, it's <laughs> just a bit like, <laughs> well, where are we and what's happening? Um <laughs> But I feel like we we got a bit more into the groove and I feel like that was kind of translated in, in how they were dressing. But yeah, there's there's nothing that stood out to me like, you know, the naked dress or um, I mean, I, I don't know, even like the funeral look was sort of like. Mop, mop. Like, yeah, yeah, I expected I expected more from her for that, quite frankly. I don't know what that means. But it just wasn't hitting dress? Note for me. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Like a Chanel couture wedding dress or something yeah, like, weird. Where was or, the morning veil? Where was yeah, the like, like really 
like a mantilla or something like that to me is like Carrie that's Bradshaw. Like Carrie like would you're do, gonna... or you're like, uh, you know, yeah. Um, maybe we'll, maybe we'll see it still. Okay. Perfumes? This has been so perfumes. Okay. I know <laughs> Odessa that you're a big perfume junkie like Meredith yeah. and, uh, and I are, and we want to quiz you on a few things. Okay. Well, quiz. we just want to ask you. A quiz? <laughs> Sounds serious. I'm not prepared. Okay. <laughs> we want to pull you on something. Okay. Okay. Back in the day, what do you think the characters, the core, include Samantha? Because it's mm -hmm. never left us. We still think we're going to see her somehow. Yeah. We want her. I know. We want her back in a big Was way. Was there anything more like the most upset I've been this whole season so far is when Carrie was looking at those like three text dots and then they disappeared in that one. I was like, Ugh! like it was actually legitimately stressful to me. Truly stressful. <laughs> it, I have to say like, um, it was such a like nice experience writing that story for the globe oh. because I am such a fan and like, Obviously I pitched it and then I didn't, I hadn't watched the show yet, but then I got some trailers. So I was watching it. Uh, and then it kind of took like a little bit of a different turn because I meet like weirdly, I guess, assumed what I thought the styling was going to be like um, outside of course of the new character. So it was, it was nice to then be forced to like look at it with a different um, lens. So yeah, so I'm happy. This is like an evolution of that. Mm. I'm, I, I'm more, I am more casual with, with, I'm more of a casual viewer with the fashion than you or Ricky, but I am really loving their styling. I, I, oh, it's all I beautiful and say, that's the thing. Yeah. It's beautiful. There's nothing, mm -hmm. there's yeah. absolutely nothing wrong with the styling. The thing that to me about Sex in the City, it was actually sometimes like ridiculous and bad. Alarming. Yeah. And alarming. Yeah. And that was yeah. made it really good. Uh, so I don't totally. know. <laughs> There, there was a story that Patricia Field talked about is that in the beginning days of Sex and the City, they could not get designer clothing. Yeah. Everything was bought off the rack or with no budget or yeah. vintage. That's why that vintage appeal came into the characters. Mm. Totally. Oh, that reminds me. I have one quick question. I, if we can slot this in. I'm just really curious because mm. you mentioned in the article that SJP has an archive. Yeah. So, so does that mean that she has clothes from that that sex in the city that she got to keep yeah so apparently she's got this like um what do you call them like a storage container or something um yeah with all these old pieces i i didn't i wasn't able to find out like how many of course but yeah and then knowing that information then my eye was a little more attuned to watching the episodes and seeing like oh there's the gucci waist bag there's this um and and remembering it, i remember seeing like um just like a sliver of that white and gold dress, the kind of cocktail dress with the big flower that she wore on the rack in a more recent episode. And I was like, Oh, mm -hmm. there's that dress. So yeah. So she, um, she has like many of the pieces and has them archived. And so when they were bringing the show back, uh, Molly and Danny were able to, to, you know, pull from that and play dress up from that, which must've been like such a wonderful experience. And she can wear all those pieces still like yeah, yeah, really rocket that is yeah I, I i love that too that these it's it's just so meta because you think of like the show they stopped producing it but then all of these built environments and like actual physical pieces still existed like all the wardrobe yeah. like the sets from the movie and like from yeah. her 
from her apartment, like all these Furniture. pieces still existed. Yeah. I, I just love that. It makes me, yeah. there's something that makes me happy that in this alternate universe, it's like their lives continued, but better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, they did. They all did well for themselves. Let's, let's they just did. Say that. They really did. Yeah. Yeah. They all did well. <laughs> okay. Time for the perfume game. Okay. Odessa 2000s. Yeah. Let's go yeah. through. Let's, let's work our way to Carrie here. Miranda. Okay. Miranda. I, is it weird to feel like Miranda wouldn't wear a fragrance? No, I don't deodorant. know. Yeah. Like I, she's so, I feel like maybe now, especially now that she's like really going on a journey. Um, I almost swore. <laughs> Sorry. We <laughs> she's all like know. We really swear. going on a journey. Okay. Perfect. Um, yeah. She, she's like just really uh, having a time. So I feel like maybe now she would be a little more experimental, but I so, feel like she would maybe gravitate towards like, uh, I hate gendering things, but maybe something that would be marketed more towards like a, a men's category fragrance. Now, but I feel like, yeah, but I feel okay. like in the two thousands, I don't know if she would fuck with perfume or anything. I feel like she's okay. like, you know, I don't know. Maybe so like what, a scented body oil or something like from Kiehl's or something. Right, like something that right. just had like a very uh, subtle Clean, fragrance to subtle it. subtle scent. So what would it be yeah. now then if she's experimenting and into the kind of gendered men's-ish range? I have an idea here. So I'd like to know if we align. Oh, I feel like she would probably, or you know what? I think that she would probably gravitate towards... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I want to hear. I'm distracted by uh, thinking what about I, what, what your I'm answer oh, okay, Yeah, okay. tell me what you think. So I think she might go into like Chanel um, Sycamore or Le Labo oh. um, Santel 33. Okay, I was like going to say Le Labo, but I was like, I don't know if that's really. But yeah, I, I'm with you there. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Okay, totally. let's. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh um, Meredith, what did you have pegged for Meredith uh, for Miranda? Anything? I almost called you Miranda. CK1. So close. CK1. Oh, <laughs> iconic. Very yes, iconic. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Charlotte. See, I think there's a duality to Charlotte. Um, what she mm. wants people to think of her and what she actually, her real desires are. So oh. I think that plays with her Ooh. choices in life. Yeah. Okay. Like what's the old Charlotte, new Charlotte, either or, or both. I mean, for me, old Charlotte would be like Elizabeth Taylor, white diamonds. White diamonds. <laughs> I, I miss that. That, that's a good I, one. Odessa. That is a good one. You of know? course. <gasps> white diamonds. I love yeah. that. Elizabeth Taylor. I can see the commercial in <sighs> my head now. <laughs> Take these. No, oh, they, no, what, what they belong. No, what, what did she say in that when she gave the earrings? what she said i just remember seeing her and being like who is this lady because i was like pretty young <laughs> she was in a pool with like jewels on she's like these have of given course. me luck that's what she said oh. <laughs> iconic <laughs> iconic and now has yeah. she, does she still wear white diamonds i don't know i don't think so i think she's probably like maybe moving into um that new carolina herrera fragrance oh good, good girl, girl. <laughs> really mm. That has the worst. I'm sorry. So, that has the know. worst packaging of all time. I don't see her thinking that's nice on the on her bureau. True, Do you true, know what true, I mean? True. Yes, that is true. 
if if we're going for aesthetics and i don't know like maybe a mark jacobs daisy because it's got those like little daisy, flowers it's, on it's it beautiful or something and feminine mm-hmm. and yeah. yes mm-hmm. yeah, Meredith? Really so old i thought um sunflowers elizabeth arden yes mm-hmm. i can see that too yes yeah. and yeah. then new french lime blossom joe malone oh a mm. joe malone yes i could see that too see now i think old charlotte may have been like i'm a chanel number five girl Mm -hmm. thinking that she is but not really many people actually are um and wearing it and kind of hating how she smelled (laughs) just so she could tell people it's chanel number five but now her true self is a gourmand and it's baccarat rouge 540. she wants to smell like cupcakes but expensive cupcakes no (laughs) you guys have better ones from magnolia bakery yeah um, anything for Samantha? Uh, yes. So I would say either like an opium mm, mm-hmm. uh, or a, a Terry Mugler, RIP. Like oh, uh, an she alien. wore a lot of apparently yes. alien or, or even angel. She yes. wore Terry Mugler in the, in Sex and the City. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know those power blazers who they were totally. buying. Yeah, yeah, but I could see her as as sort of like an opium, sort of like very sexy, sultry, very, uh, dusky sexy. scent. Enters the room before she does. Yes, stays be- longer than she. <laughs> she's there. And how about now? Does she, has she had a metamorphosis? She or she. I feel like Samantha's like a person who sticks to her. Like that was the interesting thing. I I feel like differently from how I feel like Charlotte's sort of in a, a kind of maybe a style rut. I feel like Samantha would still be like dressing the same way, but it, she would like, it would just be invigorating to see somehow uh, because she that. always just like her style was so singular. She wasn't experimental really at all. Um, this obviously the same way like Carrie was, but it was just, she just was such a powerful dresser to me. So that being said, because she's in London now, like, I don't know. I feel like she could maybe be like gravitating towards like a more localized. And I did think Joe Malone actually, mm. <laughs> because that's just such, to me, that's so such an London. Iconic, like London sense. Ah, um, that's a good idea. Yeah. Clive Christian or something. Is that London? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. She'd drop money. She'd drop real money on, on the best. Yes. Scent, right. She would. Totally. 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 Meredith, yeah. Do you? Oh, Oh, or I was just going to say, or she could like, because I know she really, well, I mean, because she was dating uh, an architect, but maybe like the Frank Gary Louis Vuitton, like limited edition collabo, because that bottle is so like sculptural and powerful and her way of dressing is so sculptural and powerful. I like that. Yeah. I really like that. Meredith, did you have any? I thought Envy by, or no, Gucci Rush. (gasps) Oh. Oh yeah! Oh, like a powerful Gucci. Yeah, mm-hmm. a and punch then, of Gucci. Mm-hmm. The Love Flower me. Bomb by Victor and Rolf. Oh, Victor. oh interesting. I could see Flower Bomb. I was thinking currently, current like one of the big um, florals too, like Carnal Flower or Jurassic mm-hmm. um, from uh, Frederick Mall. Like mm-hmm, something that's mm-hmm. like so big, but mm-hmm. I think we're all thinking like big personality. Okay, yeah. now here's the best. This is how we're gonna close out. And just like what? And thank you for being our guest. Yes, thank you. My pleasure. Jessa, 
Carrie. Thank you for having me. If we were to bury our nose in Carrie's hair. So I have to say Victor and Rolf was on my list for Carrie just because they're so like idiosyncratic and like quirky. So it's hard to say because she's such a like, you know, she's not a New Yorker, but she like really tries to embody that. Yes. But she Um, also is unexpected. She likes to surprise. Or used to. Used to. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she still might. I don't know what this whole uh, scenario with her downstairs neighbor is going to be like. That's true, true. But that's really... um, but yeah, I, I, I think, but she's also quite classic in a lot of ways too. Like I actually, when I was, maybe she would be the Chanel number five, like, I don't know, because she's so reverent of these like very particular style icons, right? Like the Manolos and that sort of thing. So I feel like she would maybe have that same sort of feeling for a scent. Um, but I don't know. I also could see her being very much in the sort of um, the limited edition fragrance that Dries did with Frederick Mall, for example, like something that's like, you can't get, you can only get for a little bit. And then you're like, oh, 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 oh. It's and she discontinued. Would, like, hoard it. Yeah. It's discontinued. And she would hoard it. She would have it. Or, or yeah. Dries would somehow be sending it to her. Exactly. And no one else in the world can get it. Although I also feel like she's like me and would wear a different fragrance all the time. That could mm-hmm. be. Like she could be, uh, you know, the way of Paula Bitsa one day when she's wearing something a little spicy, she can move to a Gucci bloom when she's a little more, and then she could do like oh. the Chanel number no. five when she's, you know, buying like real and, estate or whatever. And she has a very defined aesthetic at home. Maybe at home she's spraying something really like skin-like and sensual and totally. like, for sleep. Okay, yeah. Meredith, what, what was yours? Okay, so I was channeling Carrie... 1993 New York City, and I thought she'd be wearing Gap Dream because she's broke. Oh, I, I can see high, that. Low. Yes, I can see oh. that. I could see it. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. I have to say that's like a very triggering <laughs> notion for me because uh, <laughs> my first job out of like high school when I was going to U of T, I worked at the Gap at Bay and Bloor in the body department, and so we had all these like fragrances and stuff and it just like stunk like that smell. <laughs> and it was just, it was not overwhelmingly. cute. Yeah. So it was I overwhelming. Can, yeah. I can taste that scent like right I, yes. here. It's like my high school. It is a scent that gets into your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More than your nostrils. <laughs> like I don't know what hair. it is. Like yeah, a piece like of piece hair. Of hair. I, uh, okay. I kind of think, so and funny. I'm, I don't want this to be the final opinion on it, but I, I can see, and you had mentioned it earlier with someone else, a Kiehl's Musk mm, oil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. Interesting. Forever, and she's never changed. She's done it since high school, and it's never changed. Huh. The Eternal Carry. The Eternal okay, I have Car- one more suggestion for you, though, because it just popped into my head, because it's one of my favorite fragrances, um, and I just looked at the perfumer. Um, I bought it. And my last trip to Paris, which was like literally just before lockdown uh, from this brand that I'd never heard of called Les Parfums de Rosine. And I bought it because it's called Le Snob. De Rosine. I I don't even know this brand at all. That's the nice thing about going to Paris. Isn't it? (laughs) We just don't have it. It's true. And that's the thing with Carrie, though, is like she, you know, she did the whole like ridiculous like baguette eating beret wearing thing when she went to Paris, which makes me feel like she would be 
a Chanel or like a Dior or Shalimar, Shalimar or something maybe. Ooh, yeah. Shalimar. Yes. This is a really interesting question. And because I'm a person who wears different perfume all the time, um, you know what? She could, my last perfume purchase was very recent and it was from a Toronto brand called Universal Flowering. And um, the scent's called Gossamer Spirit. And uh, like they use like really kind of unconventional notes. So like maybe Carrie's like finding this like cool young perfumer that she's like getting her scents from too. So that's, that's a ray of hope. I have a a meta response. Oh, a meta response. I think she's wearing New York City, NYC by Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> oh, so the Carrie. only time I've ever met her was when she launched her perfume and I went to the Eaton Center to meet her. Aww. And I like had my like little Carrie Bradshaw outfit on and she complimented my outfit. It was for lovely, I guess. Lovely, that is, lovely. You know what? I mean, Carrie's kind of up her own ass a little bit. So she very well could be wearing her, her quote unquote own fragrance too. It's like we're in, yeah, like a loop here of time, a time vacuum where mm-hmm. Carrie is wearing a Sarah Jessica Parker fragrance and yeah. it explains everything. Maybe it's all a dream. Her new little neighbor has like single life femaled her. Yeah. Because she's very obviously the new Carrie. Right away, my husband was like, what is she like the new Carrie? Like, Uh, why is Carrie being such a bitch to her? She's obviously like the new young her. Is she jealous? And I was like, you're too invested in this, first of all. And secondly. (laughs) Leave the theories and the critiques and the commentary to me. For somebody who like didn't want to watch this with me, you sure do have a lot of opinions about it, but and we'll, are we'll these have op- him on next time. I know. Are <laughs> yes. these opinions going on as the show's going on? Because that's something I don't tolerate. I need to watch it clean. No running commentary. No running commentary. Uh, well, because I guess it was that last scene when Carrie's going to the library and she's like pretending to care what happened to her neighbor. And then the neighbor's like, well, bye. And the show ended. And James was like, what was that? Like, what would you just like walk away from someone as they were crying? Uh, and I was like, Mm, not if I like lived above them and had to see them again. <laughs> yep. Carrie makes her choices. Very Carrie. Thank you so much for being with us today. That was, this is a dream come true. Oh, thank you for having me. No, this is my dream come true. I'm like, if little Odessa sex in the city watcher at like 18 years old, who had like really no business watching such a show in my like teenage years. Although I guess like what euphoria now is maybe like the new show for teens. Um, Full frontal. Yeah. So, you know, this, this is like an aspirational moment for, for old me. So thank you for having me. Well, and just like that. Mm 